Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 254 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Today, we're going to be talking about rump thickness or loin thickness and rump fat. Like big hits, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. Now, when a girl walks in the itty bitty looks in a round thing in your face, you. So, that's what we're going to be talking about rump fat. Why is it important? What are researchers doing? What are biologists doing? When they start ripping the hair out of deer, why are they doing it? Yesterday during mule deer captures, uh, helicopters would go in, net gun the animals, bring them back out, and then they would lay them on the ground. We'd pick them up, put them on the table. And one of the guys who was a volunteer there asked why the biologist was pulling all the hair out. And so the biologist was able to explain that I had an ultra, he had an ultrasound machine and they were measuring the rump fat thickness because uh, it's one of the indicators of how well the animal is doing. Early going into early winter, there's a lot of fat coming out at winter. That could be a whole different story depending on where you are located. But for the mule deer in the area that we were in, uh, we saw a lot of numbers between 8 and 16 uh, Eight millimeters of body fat, 16, 24 was the biggest, a real jelly roll, a real fatty. She had done real well. Good for her. And researchers and biologists will take those numbers and they will calculate overall body condition scores for them. They'll look at how well, how much energy they're are using versus how much they're bringing in overall survivability of that animal, potential survivability, and then uh, its chances of reproduction and how well the habitat's doing. So when they're looking at that rump fat, they're looking at the fat between the skin and the rump, and it's one of the best locations to identify or to see how much fat they have. Uh, it's real easy. It's right there. You can get that number. You can, you can measure it all the way until the animal's down to about 5% five and a half percent body fat. The actual number is 5.7%. Uh, anything less than 5.7 and you won't be, and you have to figure out different methods of measuring. So they are measuring that. Uh, he was also moved up to a higher location, started ripping hair. And again, the guy asked the same question. What are you looking at here? Loin thickness. Loin thickness is how much protein the animal has in reserves. Once it burns through all the fat within the body, then it starts burning those protein reserves. And depending on whether the female is lactating or dry, there's also different expenditures and different things going on. And so they're trying to understand and look at all these animals, plus they're throwing collars on them. So they throw a collar on in, it's November, November 27th, they threw a collar on this animal got the measurements of it. Let's say it was the one that had 16 millimeters of body fat and uh, it was, it had, uh, it was lactating. Let's go with that. Now they're going to go back in March. And if this animal, this adult doe had survived all the way through March, they're going to capture her again. Then they're going to check the measurements. They're going to do the rump fat again. They're going to look at it and see if she's lost any rump fat. And then they're also going to check her loin thickness. Because by comparing those numbers, you can say, okay, uh, she had at the start, she had 16 millimeters of body fat. She's now down to four millimeters of body fat. 
uh, loin thickness was at 40, and now she's at 29. So what you can say is that animal went into a period of starvation. She started tapping into those reserves because that's the muscle. It starts eating away that protein once it has no more fat to burn. And it went into a period of starvation and started to really tap into that muscle reserve. And you can tell that it was a very hard winter for that animal. And now you can look at, okay, was this winter colder than normal? Did we have deeper snow depths than normal? Was the, what habitat did it spend a lot of its time in? And they can start looking at these different things. And that's just the basic overview of what they're measuring. Something that I found that was interesting, though, is I didn't know this, is when they are doing these measurements in November, like we just did, a doe that is lactating is going to have more expenditures than a doe that is dry. So it's going to require a lot more. But what's interesting is coming out of winter, those animals will look very similar, even though there was higher percentage or there's higher uh, requirements for a lactating doe. Overall, there's by the end of winter, there's not going to be that much different in the dough that was dry and the dough that was lactating. One of the papers that I came across said that when a dough is lactating, her body is releasing prolactin, and that will force or uh, increase the desire for the doe to feed a lot more. One of the theories is that because she's releasing this prolactin, that she is going to now feed more than the other one who in winter is just going through dry without any issues. So it's kind of interesting that at the end of winter, they don't see a real change between the two. Uh, the other thing that's really interesting is one season of pregnancy, not so bad. You put back-to-back -back seasons of pregnancy, and it really starts to tax the animal. But then you do a third season, and they don't see a dip in how in the animal's health. It's like they finally have adjusted, and they're like, okay, this is my new life. It's just going to suck for the rest of my life. It's like that. They go through that first year, no problem. They're building, they're building, they're growing. They start to have that baby. There's that taxation. Uh, some could call it a parasite, but it's uh, taking nutrients from their body. Then they go into that second season, same thing happening again, even more taxation on the body. And then they get to that third season and everything, they're just like, it is what it is. Life just sucks. We're just going to keep eating and reproducing. So... When you are out with the biologist and you're seeing them do different tests, ask them what they're doing. Have them explain. They're willing to do it. Super smart. Some of them, you may have to ask them to dumb it down. I ask them all the time. Can you dumb that down? Make it, you know, a little easier for me to comprehend. And they usually do. All right. You guys have a great day. Stay wild.